Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. It's your host, Cass. What's up? We are finally back, and we're back at the halfway mark in the NFL. Football Fan Rush Radio is back on the air. I've got my co-host, Michael, number one sound engineer. What's going on? Good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing today? I'm up. I'm chipper. I was trying to check out the Lions in London. I probably could have slept, but I'm diehard. I'm diehard with it. It's not looking good. We'll talk about them in a second. We're... Right now, they're being steamrolled by the Falcons, 21-0. So we'll swing back yeah. around as uh, Stafford just took his, his interception. Oh, baby. I know they did yeah, not they, travel they that far to, to play like that. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I understand flying, but, you know, I don't know. I, 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 it's been some of the players at home. It's, it's, we will, we'll talk about them in, a, in a just a second. But what we did have a chance to do this past weekend was awesome. We focused on nothing but college football, and it was the oddest, funniest, and best weekend in college football that I've seen in a long time. I went back and channeled my inner college students. So everyone knows I'm all about the Seminoles and absolutely love the Sooners, but I took, I took you know, my fandom off for a minute from school that I went to, and I actually checked out Boise State, BYU Friday night. Wow. Have right. an amazing back. Oh, my God. I, I was a little, hmm, what, yeah, that score was, that, that was the start of it. That's what I knew. This was going to be one of those weeks that football wasn't going to be quite right. So I have my former UNLV safety from the Rebels to kind of kick us off with what he saw in the lopsided scoring and how funny some of it was. And when we get to the game where I just really wanted to throw in the towel and start, like, <laughs> yeah, I cried well, let's for see. First off, you favorite. have – you have, you know, Utah pretty much gave it to Pitt, 56-28. Um, Pitt's yeah. normally a better team, I would think, than that. But then you have Wisconsin, who just ran all over Maryland, 52 Oh, my like, God. They horribly ran all over <laughs> I mean. Like, oh, I was running like, like Maryland. Like, they blew the whistle. Y'all can play now. No? You going to wait? You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, hey, you know, I, you can go ahead and score. We'll let you. So yeah. you can stay face and go I'll home like, and say, at least we let's, let's get a scoreboard. Go right. Okay. Right. Like, hey, go ahead. The game's over, but you can score anyway. It's like, wow. Right, right. Um, I do agree with you. The B, uh, the BYU Boise State game was definitely uh, one that was interesting. Boise State running back. Whew. Oh my god. Oh. If I could have just shook his hand, it was it was a joy to watch him. He was he plowed through and ran all over BYU's defense. Now BYU does have a very good defense, so it wasn't like this was a stellar. Despite the score, it wasn't like a complete blowout. BYU did come to play football. Yeah, they no, just, just couldn't. Their their offense was just slightly above average. Wasn't what I was expecting to see, but then again, they were up against Boise State. Boise State has a history of that killer offense. They they have moved the ball for five years straight mm-hmm. in the most amazing ways, and they get it done. Be it a ground game, be it an aerial attack, they get it done. And believe me, the ground game was stellar. So it was just it, it was just an odd matchup for BYU. I don't I don't put BYU in the trenches just yet, but they were up against Boise State, and they don't. Yes, awesome, awesome ground game. 
Well, you know, it's but like again, we that, said was, before. that was my first. Yeah, it's like we said before. You know, Boise State has the, the their season the past few years. They've always been a very competitive team. They showed they did that they've been a competitive team. I remember a few years ago they had that one running back and the kid was so cold it was like wow, you know. And I think that was either they were yeah. actually undefeated, yeah, they... but because of how you know the system was set up, they were not recognized as you know in the rankings like they could have been. A, as a top team, which is why I love exactly, which is why I love it now. You know, let's think. Yeah, I mean, being honest. Season. Who would who would have said who would have thought that Old Miss and Mississippi State would be ranked number one and three? I know, and I'm not going to get my plan I'm a little upset about this. Never, <laughs> no, because we spent so many years watching. Honestly, we we watched some of the same teams constantly, constantly go back to over these and over games. again. I mean, and so. Like, everyone was, like, happy. Like, they were like, North Illinois, one. we're going to watch. We probably shouldn't have watched. But we did. <laughs> because we were like, whoa, there's a new name going. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, the BYU-Blazy game was my first inkling that this was going to be an interesting weekend. And then Saturday fell upon us. And <sighs> take it away, Michael. Yeah, Saturday came. And Texas Tech. Oh, um, oh my they goodness. just they court TCU. I mean, you know, I, I the game was so bad. <laughs> the game, I was I was like throwing white flags at the TV. I um, I wanted to stop. I was like, can't the chilliest perform? Like, I mean, you know, like I stop that. I was like, don't come on another touch. Okay, don't you run enough. Don't you run that fourth touchdown? And I was just like, oh my God, they're dead. They're dead. Somebody, just just let it go. It's, I mean, it's not, you know, nothing else is gonna happen. Stop this. It would <laughs> it would have been cool for them to just be like, you know what, man? Instead of this next score, instead of this next touchdown, we're gonna have a musical break. You know, you know, and just we're gonna sit here, and we're gonna pause because we're beating you so bad. This is for this all the Texas Tech fans. We, we feel your pain. I don't really, but I kind of understand it. <sighs> and then y'all should have you know, just allowed to leave after that. You should have been allowed to leave after that. Just pick up your belongings and go music because it's, it's done. Yeah, it's over. It was, it was a massacre. Sorry, but there's nothing you can do right now. I mean, I don't think and I've seen a score like that. Don't don't. I was literally feeling that pain. It's 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 um I don't even know what to say. I think the last time I witnessed a score like that that was so lopsided. I don't think I was in high school when we played Naperville North, and they beat us like sixty four to seven, or some some really crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was high school. And then I can't remember. Did we get beat? I want to say we got beat that bad when I was at UNLV by um, Reno my freshman year. <laughs> Where it was a really lopsided score like that. You know, and I mean, this is, when you look at it from that standpoint, they really should have a slaughter rule and still. Like, hey, man, if we're up by like 50, 60 points by half, so why are we just calling the game? Because that's like, just embarrassing. I mean, you know, another quarter or so, you, you look at right, another quarter, you looking at like ninety-seven points in a football game, a football game. That's that was crazy. that was a hard one to swallow. Another hard one to swallow, though. Can you uh, hit me with that old Miss LSU score? The old Miss LSU score. I had it up. Where did I do it? Oh my God, it left me. I'm not liking this right now. Did it now. leave you? Yes, I think I it said it didn't, it didn't want to tell me. Yeah, well, you go I, ahead I and hit me with it. Was, it was twenty. It was um. It was it was ten to seven. But I um. I had to call a couple Ole Miss uh people oh. that I could um make sure they had not stopped breathing because they were <laughs> Ole Miss. It's it's so good to see them ranked in the top five. It it really is to see them ranked in the top five. 
in the um, NCAA football standings, absolutely awesome. They do have a really good football team. They're, they're playing solid, very consistent on both sides of the ball. But then they went to see LSU in Baton Rouge. And um, I don't know if they watched film of them. <laughs> I know they're, you know, like, down, you know. like, 24, 23 by a lot of people, a lot of um, analysts, a lot of reports come out of have LSU as Fallen. But the one thing I've always loved about LSU, when they see that they can take advantage of something, even if it's the only game they win this season, when they find a weak link, when oh, they're they, they actually take advantage of it. They completely yeah. exploit it and, and, and expose Ole Miss. And Ole Miss went in there. They did not go in there with the mentality that this was going to be an easy game. They were actually placed for this game. They were ready, but everything they honestly tried to execute, LSU had an answer for him. Now, they made LSU play ball, so I won't say that this was an easy game for LSU. Right. They did make them play ball, but LSU stuck was right there with them, and they stuck it out. When it came down to the very end of the game, I was like, oh, no, I need to start calling people. Uh, what's the number to order oxygen for a few people? Because I, I just I know they're not going to make it. <laughs> they're not gonna make it, and, and watching them the last few minutes of that game, like they, they're not gonna make it. And I've got friends; they were like, "Oh, we are all in the streets in Baton Rouge." I was like, "Somebody, somebody, please send oxygen to a couple addresses in Mississippi." It was a stunner of a game. I mean, they hung in there. That was a very good game to watch. This is everyone, a lot, I won't say everyone. I was not one that thought Ole Miss was going to steamroll LSU. There's so many people figured it would be a pretty easy game because LSU had dropped so far in the rankings from where they sat a few years ago. And I didn't think it would be an easy game. And LSU hung in there. Not only did they hang in there, they even found a way final minutes of the game to beat them. So to congrats win. to everyone yeah. that's down in Louisiana. Congrats, congrats, congrats. We give you this. Because y'all stuck it out when they threw y'all all down yeah, you definitely, 23rd. They definitely God. earned it. And, see, what, and this is what I like about games of that caliber. You have the number three team come into you. To your yes, stadium, and and you're and you're normally and you're normally ranked. LSU is normally ranked every year. We all know that, but to play at that level and to keep the score where it's not so, you know, we're not looking at eighty-two twenty-seven. I think that sometimes the low-scoring games are the ones that are more indicative and definitely more um, descriptive of the caliber of team you're playing or the two teams that are playing. Um, when you can just kind of run and gun and score at will. There's always something missing on the defensive side that allows that. But when you have to sit up here and you play and it's it's tooth and nail every down and it's a low-scoring game, that means that you work your butt off to do what you need to do. And if you come out on the win, you come out on the win, you come out lost, come out lost. But I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to set Ole Miss back any. I think what they're going to do is take from this, take no. from that loss and still move forward. And we're going to see them in the playoffs. And I can't wait to see how this playoff system is going to finally turn out because I'm, I love the fairness that it's bringing to you know to the College. to the um, Division One schools definitely. Um, you know D three and I think I know D three has a playoff system. Um, D two I think they have one maybe not as extensive, but to finally get one on this level so everybody has a fair shot at being a national champion. Right, uh, so the it, same about, people uh, keep going to the PCS Conference Bowl. For those of you listening and tuning in, you know, obviously you heard I went to UNLV, and, and, you know, so I played in the bowl game. I got a bowl ring and all that stuff, and it's a great experience. However, after a while, you get tired of seeing the same teams every year, yeah. year in, year Me out, too. playing. Who wants – I don't even watch the bowl season no more. For that fact, it's like, oh, they playing? Okay, I've seen them. They won last year. Who cares? Oh, they went there two years ago. Who cares? But now, finally, finally, we they have, have decided some, that we're going to have something that's going to shake it up. Like, there is a playoff. So, yeah, you know we what I'm got saying? it in in the awesome like this. And they said, oh, playoffs? Oh, yeah. Like, you all the paper up. And we're like, yeah. Yes. Like, Plus a couple of things that we do have to 
guys on camera and we only do them around each other because we like each other. But how we feel, playoff. I'm excited. So there, there were a couple other, you know, four shockers, but that 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 DC Texas Tech game that. That was the one. In the words of uh, Janay, I Shout out to my Rebels. Even though you all lost, I'm still proud of you all for hanging in there. We're only, I think, we're three and four now, so y'all can go ahead and spin us up the rest of the season strong, please. <laughs> I would like to Bradley see you Rebels. all do well with the conference. <laughs> so let's go, Rebels. Do your thing, and let's get on the scoreboard and start changing your pathway to the rest of the season. That way, one day yes, you too it's, it's, can possibly be a national champion. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> the more you know, like GI Joe. <laughs> they can do it. I'm a, you know, and like I said, next, next, next year I'm going on a UNLV kick. I cannot because oh, yeah. I am with a little bit of sooner love, but I'm gonna try this. I'm going to try it next season. You know, In right. fact, this season I'm gonna break my own tradition and we're gonna go to a Northwestern game. How about that? For the Five first time ever. And it's 25 minutes away. We actually, no for those listening, we will take road trips. We will go to Oklahoma, Michigan. Um, we've gone down to Florida. And Northwestern is 25 minutes away. And we've never we, been to a, a Northwestern game. So, you know, we are going to finally take the time out and yes. go check out a Northwestern game. And for those of you listening, if you want to join us, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to sit there and kick it with you and tailgate and have a great yes, time. We can talk right. about the game. You know, it's going to be an experience. Sam I'm Coles. sure. Plus, playing... I think they're... Who are they playing? Michigan? Michigan. All right. And though Michigan yeah. isn't having the most, you know, stellar season this year, it is still Michigan, no, people. Not. And they will still show up and play. And, I, and, you know, and that's what we're looking forward to. So, if you want to check us out and kick it with us on November 8th, you are more than welcome to come and join in the fun. We will be at their yes, stadium we'll be there. for the first time ever. <laughs> for us. And, and for us, anyway. And it's, I'm pretty sure, I know it's going to be a great time for all of us. So, all you Northwestern football fans, all you Michigan football fans, we will definitely see you there. And we are looking forward to hanging out with you guys. So come hang out with us just for the love of football, college football. You got to love it. I asked somebody, I said, hey, you want to go to the Northwestern game with us? They were like, when they get a team. I'm like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> Chicago, come on. Really? Well, so, you yeah, know, I we'll told be you, like, I've, been, I've, been, I've been down to, I've been to a, to a couple of U of, I, uh, U of I games. Right, you know, but all the way to Champagne. And it's, Chicago, out, to go it's like two hours all the way in Champagne. It's like two hours. You know, it, like here we are. We won't go. So we won't go twenty five minutes. We are gonna show our home city some love because I, you know, I'll pack up yeah. the National Gophers game in Harvey. We are gonna show Northwestern some love. We are going. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm getting a Northwestern shirt. I do not own one, and unfortunately, they don't have the same color. <laughs> That's Florida State, so I really have to. <laughs> For those who don't know, I don't like Florida State. I have nothing to do with Florida State. Um, so, yes, we're investing in this. We're investing in the stands. We're going We're going to be purpled out. We'll be in Ryan Field. So there you go. Cool. Let's put a contest together for it. So, yes, we were oh, in our NCAA glory. Cool. We're going to post on our, our site and on Twitter later today. Tons and tons and tons of scores that came out. But those were some pretty lopsided games. They were very, very exciting games. So we put up the scores in case you missed it, you fell asleep, didn't wake up early enough, whatever the case was, we'll post those scores for you. And so I guess it's time for us to swing it around to the NFL. We do yeah, have a yeah, game yeah. in progress. We have a slaughter in progress. Yes, we have an NFL game day route going on. Yes, from it the is. Falcons, the Falcons, as you know, travel to London along with the Lions so that they can beat Wembley, so that they can play football, American college football, <laughs> in London. And so this is probably the earliest kickoff ever, but I was up ready for it, and I was ready to see some Lions-Falcons matchup because I felt the Lions could take advantage of this matchup, and they've been there too long. So I'm not blaming on jet lag. 
I really felt like this could be a really good game. It was a chance for the Falcons to redeem themselves from the past few losses, especially when the Bears went down to Atlanta. And for the Lions to prove that they're not a joke. Yes, they amazing comeback last week to grab the win, even the final minutes of the game. But people still weren't sold on them. So if you are up looking at the game today, you're not sold again on them. Because right now, the Falcons are completely routing the Lions. And so my thing is, what is it with the Lions? What what do we do? And where do we go from here with, I mean, right now the Falcons are sitting at 21. The Lions are sitting at zero in a nice big goose egg. And and the Falcons are really coming at them. Some great plays that I've seen from the the Falcons' defense. They have planted Matt Stafford on his back a couple times. And truly, there is no Megatron out there. So he doesn't have his ultimate go-to guy. But he still has, you know, some pretty effective cats on the field. So what's going wrong? What's making the Lions streaky? Because on paper, they look great. They're sitting 5-2. and two. They won't be after today. But as of right now, they are sitting 5-2. and two, And they were atop of the NFC North Conference. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on what's going right or wrong? With the Detroit Lions. Well, I think what happens is, you know, you can kind of get to a point to where you are very comfortable with your schedule and very comfortable with your wins. And we're five and two, and we're sitting atop the conference. But the bottom line is, regardless of who you have on the field, you still have to show up to play. You know, watching the game and looking at it just from this standpoint, it doesn't seem like they're really clicking on all cylinders like they should be. They've had, you know, Matt Stafford's thrown a couple of long long passes um, that have, you know, gone for some decent yardage. But even after that, there's no conversion. There's no conversion to get them to, to get them into the – to the uh, to get, get them touchdowns. They've had one callback so far because of holding. <clears throat> you know, I think they had a, a return callback because of that. And then you're looking at the fact that, you know, if, if your entire offense is built around Megatron and built around Reggie Bush, you That's know – at what point do you say we need to do something different than what we're doing so we can win without them? Because if that's all you're depending on, the rest of the season may not look as well. You might start off good, but I really don't see how this is really helping them. They're like the Cinderella team that could almost. Yeah, they, they honestly could. I don't think it's – I think it's a little bit more than a coaching issue. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of factors, and they're not the only teams. We're going to talk about another one where I think every factor is broke except the kicker. And so we'll get to that thing. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but it's sort of like no. watching a Lions game or preparing for a Lions game for me is sort of like this. And I, I can I'm definitely understand. Of like the outcome, because every time I pick the Lions when I – I've watched the film and I've, I've watched what they've done in the past and I, the press conferences, I'm, I'm all ears. I see what's going on in practice. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? They've got it this week. And then and then they do this. They, then they, they come up and they're down 21 to zero at a point in the game okay. where it really should be a lot closer. You know, they're threatening to score at the moment. For those of you watching or listening, yes, we do have the game on. So we are, kind of, you know, we are oh, keeping yeah. you up yeah. to date on that. They are in a position to score at the moment. They're on the, Four yards. They're line. they're in the, they're there. And, yes, they're second and and, and fourth. Yes, and 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 here we are again with an, an incomplete pass or you know and, and no no touchdown. So Which I don't is, know what it is. Not I have a, I mean, it's it's gotta be. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm looking at it. I'm watching him, and you know he has all the time in the world to throw the ball. And then he throws the ball right into the right into the defensive lineman's hands. Who does that? It's not like you can't see this big dude in front of you. Apparently not. Um, I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> Apparently needs. Apparently not. Um, uh, does Matt Stafford need glasses, or does you know does the line need to be able to block better? I, I don't get it. You know, I don't think they have a good line. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, either that or Atlanta is just that just good. You know, that's, okay, so that's the only thing I can say. I don't think And I can't say they're just that good, you know, but he's, you know, like the pass he just threw, you know, he hits the ground before it even yeah, gets to, to the receiver, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I don't... It's very hard to discern what their issue is 
because there's there seems to be so many of them. They're not a team that you when you look at them on paper, like we always say, when you look at them on paper, they stack up against everybody. Very everybody. well, they you, do. you know, evenly or better. But when you put them on the field, it's like, do you like playing from behind or do you not want to take the lead or what is it? Because I don't hear any, I don't see anything in the lion. You know, it's like I'm waiting for you to be a lion, dude. Waiting for you to come out and just be like, boom, yeah, boom, they're boom, like, boom. They got like a Katy Perry roar right now. They don't. Mm. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's not really. I mean, when it comes to them, honestly, it's like you. Uh, this is all you hear. Yeah. You know, and and I think people would rather be able to. You know, I know their fans want to be doing. You know, a lot more of this. Yeah, and we were in position for it. So they fixed. They have. Like they so they fixed some things and then they break. Well, they have scored. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not watching, because why? <laughs> why watch? They have just successfully completed a field goal. There's now 21 to 3. Falcons are still up, and the Falcons are about to charge down the field, and it will probably make it 28 to 3. Yeah, but um, yeah. it could have been an easy touchdown. Matt Stafford, short, incomplete pass just to the, I believe it was to the right of Drake Bell. Very odd because Drake was in perfect position for the touchdown. So, I don't know. We'll have to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll keep you all to it. If you're not watching the game and you're listening in, we will, you know, keep you yeah, up well, to date as to the happening. If you really on care. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, you're, if you're a Detroit fan, I understand if you are pulling. You know, you're pulling for your people as you should. Pull for your team, please. Be a be a all weather fan and not a fair weather fan. And you know, just weather the storm with the Lions, and we'll see how they do today. Who knows? Maybe they'll pull a miracle like they did last week and come back and win. There's they, they did last oh. weekend. I don't you know, think so, but they did you know, last weekend. I don't weekend. see it. They but did. It should happen. They did. They, they did. did. They, you know, they so. did. So let's channel. Let's rewind. You know, let us Take say that anything, yeah, let's say, you know, as the movie says, on any given Sunday, anything can happen. You know, so hopefully right. that if they don't, you know, even if they don't score and don't win, at least let them score some more. I'm just that lopsided. I've had enough lopsided score. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more oxygen to send anybody. Oh, I, oh I, it's God. all in Mississippi right now. Man, <laughs> all the plantains. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, that one. I'm still moving right along. <laughs> so right. there's another team that looks um, all right if you look at paper, and I look at this. And I watch them every week, and they look absolutely amazing on paper. A couple salaries, the quarterback happens to look absolutely amazing. And even when I did an analysis comparison of these people marching into New England, the comparison from the bear for the Bears and the Patriots is amazingly close. But then in real yeah. life, when you turn on TV. <laughs> this is not so. When you turn, this is not what happens. What happens in real life is something totally different. The, the, you know, it's not the land of make believe. So, right now, I'm watching how the analysts have put together the matchup. I mean, everything from total yards per game, both teams are pretty much evenly matched. And the, believe it or not, with the exception of points per game, the Bears actually. Edge the Patriots in just about yeah. every category. I'm sorry, and also rushing yards per game. They edged the Patriots in every category. And the Patriots did not start off strong. They opened the season, and, and Miami just put the soup up, clobber on them. And everyone was like, whoa, did the Dolphins do that? So the Dolphins, of course, came out the gate trying to be the truth. They haven't looked like the New England Patriots that we're used to seeing. They still come strong. I have no questions in Bill Belichick or none of the, his expressions that he doesn't make, but he makes, but he doesn't, and how he runs his team and everyone on the field. So this, to me, I don't know. On paper, it doesn't seem like it could be a massacre, but I kind of 
you know, I'm going to swing the New England Patriots way because there's just some stuff going on in-house with the Bears. And the fact that oh we never know Jay Cutler is going to show up. It's like, as I tell people, it's going to get good Jay and bad Jay. But I don't think Jay Cutler is even the entire problem with why this team isn't gelling. And I look more at the coaching staff. I look at Mel Tucker and the defense. They are, there are a lot of things going – I don't know where they're going on the defense. They have some very good players, again, on paper – look amazing, but in a game, the missed tackles, the missed blocks, I mean, they, they're getting run over. They're not where they're supposed to be covering it. Man, I, you know, it, it's odd to see because this year, Mel Tucker got to run his own scheme. So there's no more Levy Smith scheme in there. This is all Mel Tucker. So he honestly got to run his entire scheme himself. I'm not but, impressed. But I his, have no idea. In his right, exactly. I, I don't I know they get a check. Well, and they know, have names on the back of their jerseys. Um, you're so funny. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 kinda, I do agree with you as far as from the defensive standpoint. You know, and watching the game last week, you know, for me, when you have a team that can throw the ball on you, it makes no sense for you to stay in zone coverage and to give them all the little, even the little underneath stuff. Because all of that adds up. There was no bumping. You know, there was no checking off the line. I mean, our DBs were bailing out five yards. They already lined up five yards. Yeah. Now you're going to bail another five? Like, for real? Who does that? Who gives that much space to wide receivers that, that are tall and they can, that can run and catch? And you have a quarterback that can throw the ball without a problem. That makes no sense. Our defense, I'm like, at times we do. I will not say that we don't show – you know, enthusiasm or don't show skill because at times our defensive line and our linebackers do do it. You know, they do been, show up. Yeah, but it's so, it's so sporadic and so inconsistent, you know, to where it's like to the point now, you know, my son told me like that. I pretty much gave him up on the Bears. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, wow. It's only, hey, we're only halfway through the season. You're giving up already? He's like, I'm like, he's like, yeah, I just can't see it. You know, and I can't tell him what to believe or what to think when he's watching the same game I'm looking at. For the team. This, this isn't all. new for the and team. The, when they were handing the out contracts, this happens every season. They get to a point that a lot of hype going into the season, look at paper, like, okay, it's above average, we can do it. And then it's like they have these games where they fall completely apart. They don't just lose the game because another team just outplayed them or outsmarted them on the field, you know, that they're going to bounce back. Right. And right. have a, another stellar game, they just implode on their own. And so the other team's like, well, I'm just oh, going to keep playing. I don't know what y'all got going on over there, but we get a touchdown. Yeah, we going to keep, we gonna keep doing I mean, this and we going to score. And yeah. We'll see what it looks like when y'all are done. Until I see the Bears, like, you, I, I mean, they beat the Falcons. I mean, right now, yes, the Falcons are routing the Lions, but again, it's the Falcons and the Lions. They beat the um, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the I same time, to, it's, it's very, no. it, it leaves you like it's leaving you now with not really much to say because you don't really know how to yeah. explain what's going on with them. It's like, okay, across the board, we have major issues on both sides of the ball, and especially in special teams. Oh, my God. Our special teams is, is, is needs so much help and improvement. And I don't think it's necessarily a personnel thing. I think it's more of a scheme, you know, how, how you setting it up for it and making sure that people understand where they need to be and making sure that blocks are made so that you can have successful kickoff returns and have successful punt returns. It can't always be on the person who received the, you know, the, the return to do everything. I'm like, we don't have that in Hester anymore, so let's let's let's, let's keep that in mind. <clears throat> you know, not to negate the person we do have, but we don't have them anymore. So I just really don't I I've I've struggled with the, even when we saw him in camp, I've struggled with the with the whole special teams things like I'm, this is really suspect. Yeah, and I and I understand really these coaches not. are having are having the opportunity to run their own schemes, but you know, I, I, maybe y'all need some help. Well, you know, a lot of the games have reevaluated. So I, I, I'm I, not. I haven't. 
I don't think we've seen, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, I don't think we've even seen any game time adjustments. You know, it's like, okay, well, this is happening. I've only, you know, I've seen I've seen them come back after halftime, like, yeah, we're going to do this. But, no, that's, it happened like once. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's very short-lived. It's not consistent. If we can never put, minus Jay Cutler, screw, you know, forget him even being a part of the picture, but putting the rest of the team, if everybody can start to become like, all right, this is what we need to do. We need to be consistent. You know, Matt Forte is just now starting out to where he's averaging over 4.5 yards a carry. It's week eight. He, and I don't know if that's indicative of the teams that we play, you know, um, as far as their run defense. I it's, know, it's, um, it's, you know, as far as that goes or, or, or what it is, you know, I think rightfully so Brandon Marshall should have snapped off in the, you know, he had the right to be mad and, and pissed off and, and ran and rave about their play level of play last week to that loss because, that was an unnecessary loss. They should have won that game. So I that agree. That was with an unnecessary loss. So you know, that's that's. I don't a game know, and, and whether or not won. they were going to pull off the win. Whether or not they were going to pull off the win, I expected much better football. I, and, I can and that's that. what I'm saying. You know, just overall in their effort. Um, you know, I don't want to necessarily go back and say Brian, you're going to, you know, Marsh, you're going to eat your words as far as you know Jay Cutler being the MVP because he's not having an MVP season right now. But, you know, like he's – that's what he's – yeah, you don't remember that? You don't remember that? That was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we actually, we actually covered – we actually covered that. Remember? They had – it was one of our shows. They had the whole wide thing. Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall himself said it. We can go back and pull it up. He himself said it that Jay Cutler is going to have an MVP breakout season. Really? Because the only thing I haven't seen him break much, you know, except the other team into the end zone with his interception. I've, I've, oh no, he, oh no, that, that's that's oh. You know, and which is probably oh, and, and oh. honestly, which is probably why he was mad in the first place because he's like, I done went out here and said all this stuff, and look at this dude. I'll be mad too. Well, you put me. I'll be mad too. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't even say. <laughs> 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 oh, let's hang that up and try again. Please hang up and try again. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Brandon, I was you. Well, and also Jay Cutler started the season with I've matured more, and I guess. And you know exactly. So I'm 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 like I'm looking for the maturity. Um, you're still you, you every it has proven, but unfortunately for him, if he throws two interceptions in the game, we're losing. The Bears will lose. It has every game he's thrown two interceptions and they've lost. Every game, and those games have been at home. For the most part, so you know, I, 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 if, I have to recover. If he has I'm matured, I have to recover. Right. <laughs> if he has, if he has matured, is week eight. This would be the time to show that from you know the second half of the season would be the best time for him to show that he has matured. Okay, we've seen old Jay Cutler. We've seen you show up, and we we already know what that looks like. What we would like to see is what the mature Jay looks like. The mature Jay who doesn't, you know, who takes his time, who spreads the ball around, who utilizes all of his weapons, who even if the head coach makes a bad call and he knows that call's not going to work, audible to the best play for that thing so that we can get in the end zone. I would like to see a more football mature Jay Cutler take control of the offense and really take it to New England today. If everything lines up on paper, I would like to see it actually come out. There it is. I think a lot of people would be upset, especially my boy Gio in L.A., because he is such a New England fan. <laughs> and I would love more than nothing to be like, hey, man, I see you. Well, beat the, beat the Patriots today. 
So Chicago Bears, if you all are listening in, and some of you all, well, listening, right for, for us, now. you know, let's let's um let's get a win today. Let's in real life, let's not just look good on paper. You know, Ooh, so please come, yeah, please come. I know. I'm just saying, please come to reality. At least keep it close. Keep it. Don't have us out here sitting like you know. I don't want to really want to be sitting here like what's what's going on with y'all. You know, in suspense or anything. We don't want to have that. Yeah, well, that's what you're going to be. You're going to be playing that music yeah. all day. <laughs> so check this out. There happens to be. Yes. Breaking news. Lions fans can now get the remote to turn back to the game. Lions have scored a touchdown. That Lions have scored a touchdown. It might be a comeback. It is only 21 to 10. See? It may be a comeback. So this is the music like that you play as you hold your remote, start dancing around your living room. Lions might be six and two. Everybody, get your money dance on, because the Lions <laughs> have woken up and they are playing football. Twenty-one to ten, they have cut the lead from twenty-one points down to eleven. So. Oh shoot. Uh- they might That's start. Right. They might be out of that. You know, they may have stopped the purring and started a little Ryan Brewer back. You know, they got who knows? You know, they, you know, they purr it. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yep. They got the little kitty cat purr going on right now. Third quarter, four ten points came off that goose egg. So we will continue to keep you updated on Twitter at Football Fan Rush and here while we're live on the air. We got to swing it around to another team that I was yesterday. Would I be shocked if they made it back to the Super Bowl and did they have the potential to make it to the Super Bowl? My first answer was no, I would not be shocked. And my second answer was yes, they honestly have the potential and that's Green Bay. And Green Bay is taking on the New Orleans Saints today. They are down in New Orleans where everything that says no or go isn't really spelled that way. You know what I'm saying. But (laughs) I really think the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers not only look good on paper, but the greatest thing in the world is ever since Aaron Rodgers told the fans, yo, just relax. We got this. They have steamrolled everybody. And I actually see that happening again in the Dome in in New Orleans. I, I can't see... The, the New Orleans Saints taking down the Green Bay Packers. You can share your thoughts with me, but Aaron Rodgers, to me, always in my heart, will always be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, especially this season, oh, a couple I, seasons he's been. I totally, I totally agree his accuracy. You. Love his accuracy. It's not, I, I love his arm. I love the fact that he trusts wherever that ball's going to go, even if it's picked off. They're still going to come back, and they're going to make you pay for even picking the ball up, especially if you are they on have a, a Bay I will say they definitely have a killer instinct when it comes to balling. They go out And he trusts his receivers. Yeah, Jordy, exactly. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, he trusts them. And even when Eddie Lacy is having a bad game and they just won't let Eddie Lacy break out and be Eddie Lacy, even – He's got enough to, to go is watching them, and I'm not a Packers fan, though it is not coming out of my mouth that way. Just for the sake of really good football, really solid, consistent play, I've got to roll with Green Bay. I agree with you. As much as I like the way the Saints play, because I've always loved Drew Brees and his arm, and he just lets it go and doesn't really care. And but his arm isn't working this year. Yeah, well, you know, old age takes. When you get old, dude, what? <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not, it's not like, working. He may be not that old, but I guarantee that a little bit is coming off of it. <laughs> He's not throwing as, as well as he used to. You know. Um, I mean, there's but, a couple other things. Even with injuries, Jimmy Graham has it. You know, Jimmy Graham's kind of been a little banged up. And mm-hmm. you know that was that was a, a, a big one for Drew Brees to hit off, and he's been a little not himself. He needs a snicker. 
So <laughs> there, there are a couple things going down. Speaking of Snickers, I think there are there are a couple. Yeah, I think the I think I think at halftime that's what the Detroit Lions ate. They had to do something like oh we are not ourselves. Like last week, Bears. They're good. They are good. But I really do. Um, it's going to be a really good head-to-head matchup, of course. Drew Brees and Rodgers. Always exciting to see two top quarterbacks on the field together. Um, and that's what I'm looking Aaron for. Aaron Rodgers has more wins, but Drew Brees' numbers are better. But, again, we've seen things on paper. We've seen things in reality. I understand that Drew, I believe Drew has no interceptions this year. Hmm, let me check that out. He has no interceptions this year. And, yes, I believe Aaron Rodgers has four so far this season. Drew's got ten touchdowns so far, touchdown passes. And Aaron's got, I think, it's about nine. So, you know, the passer rating is off 122 for Drew Brees, 102. If you're into the numbers, but the reality is I still think that while the, the – while Drew Brees looks great on paper, and of course we know Jimmy's awesome, I really think that I don't think it's going to be a route. But the consistency and the mindset and the chemistry that the Green Bay Packers have going into this game definitely coming back with the W. So, which yeah. means as of right now, if the Lions can pull this off in London and the Packers get this win, we're still looking at these two teams are battling to sit atop of the NFC North division. Today they yes, are both five. We will see what happens next. I definitely believe Green Bay is going to come back with a win. Our fingers crossed because I've been up really early with my Lions fans on the chat line. I've gotten live with them. I don't have any Lions gear, but it's okay. I was being very supportive and I've seen North Love. And so I, I see the Lions trying to make a comeback. If their defense can hold the Falcons this point going forward, they can possibly pull out another last-second win. So we'll see if this is hot. But I'm rolling with the Packers. Did we fumble the ball? Oh, they so, well, I was hoping that the defense would have got a my favorite team. The Minnesota Vikings. That's okay. They're playing hard. Yes, the Minnesota Vikings. So this is how you know you're a fan. Because I cannot explain what's happened in the last couple seasons with the, the Vikings, and I'm not going to try to. I had a great <laughs> – this season's a little different. So there's there's a lot I can't explain last season. Definitely hoping that the quarterback issues would have been solved with the pickup of the draft pick Teddy. Teddy's got a lot to learn. Yes, and he does. Without a, a Matt Castle to the list because Matt Castle's out and reserve, he's hurt. You definitely don't want the Christian Ponder to the list, and he went to my school. Lord bless him. But um, Teddy's learning a lot. He's learning a lot. He's learning really really fast. So well, there's you know, gonna be what I'm hoping that happens for him is because of the situation that he's in, which I think is very unique because of this quarterback situation there at uh Minnesota. What I would like to see for him to do is just to slowly you know, I'm not expecting him to mature quickly. You know, I'm expecting him to learn fast on the run like he's like he's gotta learn on the fly right now. Every every situation is a game situation for him. So I would like for him to take that, you know, his first touchdown last week and just run with that energy and that feeling and just build on that and, you know, become more confident at, the position, at playing and getting to know the team and the scheme and everything. And I think that once he does that, his talent will be able to take over a lot better. And then, you know, he'll be in a position to where um, he can definitely help the team out a lot more when it comes to, to winning. Uh, it's kind of unfair for him to be in a position he's in, but, hey, it's football. It happens all the time. You will get tested. <laughs> you will. You will. He's learning really, really fast. I don't, I don't need an attention. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him. I know he's got a lot to learn. And he is learning really, really fast. But, you know, if you had, if there was a such thing as give somebody an award for heart, then he would definitely get it because he he's, he's out there and he's putting himself on the front line and he's doing it. If he doesn't see an open man, he's even going to try to run it in. I mean, he's doing it. He's playing 
really hard football. He's learning how to play smart football and how fast-paced this game is at the professional yeah. level. How hard that defense hits at the professional level. So it's it's a lot, and it's you know he doesn't exactly have someone to come in behind. I know a lot of people always question not Matt Castle was actually a starter, but he helped the team through a lot of lines in New England. I think he got confused who the fuck was he to play there, and I think that's something. But okay, he happens. But by him being out, he you know he's really got to go on exactly what the coordinator is feeding him and his own quarterback instincts that's been embedded in him. So. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. They've had this quarterback debacle for a couple of years because with Brett Favre, we saw that. Um, watching Jarek McKinnon and, and Matt Asiata play the running back position, sort of a trade-off, Jarek is, is looking really, really good. I'm not going to give him the stellar award yet, but he's been very consistent. He looks really, really good. Matt's been there for some great, great check-down plays and even quite a few runs. We are still waiting for Mr. CP Flash, Mr. Cordero Patterson, to get open. This was supposed to be a breakout year for him. It started off that very first game that we saw walking into the season had nothing happen to this team. I could have definitely, I would have given people money to say that they really honestly would have been atop this division. A oh, lot definitely. has happened emotionally, physically, definitely. with the injuries. Just It's so much. They are playing through so much. So I'm. it's not just because they're my team. I'm still going to give them kudos because my God, like, how do you go through this and still wake up? I mean, your coach was just in the hospital. Like, it, it's a lot. But yeah, exactly. they're going down to Tampa, and nobody even knows what's happening in Tampa. Not only are they going to Tampa, they are going up against the former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Leslie Frazier, who I, I've met Leslie, I think, as a person. Leslie is is a great person. I love how he thinks. He's another coach with no expression ever. <laughs> and of course, great face. <laughs> they, they moved Hi, on because doing? they didn't feel that he was a, 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 right. Hey, how you doing today? How do you feel about that? It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whatsoever. So um, he's now heading up the defense. So they're going to see Lovey Smith. Leslie Frazier. So, yes, this is an emotional game for some Vikings fans. Some feel like, yeah, he was done wrong. Others, more of a majority, are like, yeah, yo, this is time. Let's go down there. And what, what? Tampa Bay has been, they, they have confused the, the holy heck out of me this season. I think they I, confused I, everybody this season. I think everyone I, was expecting for Lovey Smith to go down there and turn it around and them to just have this, like, ah, type of season. And it hasn't been that. Their season has been more indicative of, you know, like what, huh, what? That's, yeah, and it, I don't even. Yeah, huh? <laughs> you know, people are more confused than they are like anything else. Like, what is going on with this team? Why are they one and five? You know, yeah, and, it, and when it, you look it, at it from, that, it's very sad. It it, it is. is it's very is. sad. <laughs> There's a lot of work to be done, but I, I, I'm very confused at what's going on. So, with this being said, now Tampa does play some pretty decent football. Their O line is crap. Josh McCown, I feel bad for you every week. Not only do I feel bad for you because your line cannot protect; they just don't. They, I. Just like they said, they hey man, go ahead and hit them, dude. Yeah, you know, he can take it. Good protection. I also feel bad that you have to throw the ball to people who wear those types of jerseys. I I would be a little hesitant myself <laughs> at that. That's um, okay. But it's all right. Josh McCown's still in my – I think they get an O-line turning around for Josh. But today the Vikings have to take advantage of every self-imploding mistake that Tampa Bay makes. And the Vikings have to watch the penalties – and they really, that's secondary, before I pull my lovely little cute curly locks out, we went on the limb and we filled in our secondary with much better players on paper. And it's a little better than it was. It's better than what we saw last year, as Vikings fans know what I mean. But it's still not solid. The missed tackles, the penalties, we've done more harm to ourselves as, as like I play. Yeah, I play. I play. <laughs> All fans play. The Vikings don't, have done more don't get harm it twisted. to them. 
all <laughs> fans play. They may have not yes, played, but all fans play. My adrenaline rush <laughs> is the same. I feel like I've got hit by a nose tackle every exactly. week. Um, exactly. But they've got – the Vikings need to watch their own mistakes. Cordero, if you can't get open because it's been put out there, yes, especially when a team is playing man, it's going to be hard for Cordero to get open. So what's, what's working next? I see the run of Jarek. They're not going to keep letting Jarek run this ball in. So, we, you know, Greg Jennings really want to see more of an aerial game, to Greg, especially to Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings is open on a lot of plays. Of course, they're going to cover Cordero all over the media. This could be his breakout season. So, no man's going to leave him open because he's lethal when you do. Right. Greg Jennings is open a lot. I want to see more usage out of, out of the tight end. And, if you can get that ground game going and they forgot that Jarek, you know, is really a factor, get the ball to him. But I just really want to see Teddy air it out a little bit. I think he can against Tampa. And I think they could – I don't – you know what? At this point, you love to see your team solidify a win. If y'all win by a point and a half, if it's such a thing, you know what? We'll, we'll take that. It is we'll all good. It. A win yes, is a win. We will take that, but you've got to focus. You got to concentrate. Teddy's got to find Greg Jennings a little bit more, and really just this. I love that they switch up Jarek and Matt at the running back position, so it kind of causes a little bit of confusion, and you can't peg them and narrow it down to who the winner will be. So, of course, I'm going to roll with my purple and gold. Don't know what you want to do, Michael, but I'm rolling purple. I have to in this one because I really think they can pull it off against Tampa. Well, you know, uh, when it comes to the NFC team, the North team's playing, you know, somewhere else. I'm always going to roll with the NF with the, with the North just because it's where we're from. It's our conference, so I would definitely, definitely love to see Teddy Bridgewater get a win today. I feel he deserves it. Um, you know, not only does he deserve it, the rest of the team deserve it. As we said before, with all the adversity that they're going dealing with on and off the field, you know, most teams would have been like, you know, forget forget it by now. But they show up every day, and, and, you know, they still come to play, and that's what I like about them. That's the, that's the character of, you know, being in this sport and really, you know, regardless of what you're dealing with, showing up to do your best at your job. Um, so I'm going to roll with you and the Minnesota Vikings. I hope that they put the food well, spot wops on, on Tampa Bay. And they and really can. Just, they really can. So thank you for yeah, rolling with me. My people appreciate your patronage. Well, you know, we do what we want to show. So there are a couple of people that we love that always work with us that make life great. We want to tell anyone that's listening, I'm very big on fan chats. Um, Our show and our company is based around the fan thoughts and just bringing everything closer to you guys and hanging out with you guys live and especially like this past weekend since NCAA was great. But when we have to do it virtually, we can't be there with the lovers of all 32 teams. Youth Stadium, you have to find the letter U, the word stadium, all is one word, at Youth Stadium on Twitter. Got to follow Youth Stadium. Absolutely awesome. Some of the best fan support chat ever. So I definitely want to give it up for Youth Stadium. Very supportive. If you are anywhere near Chi-Town, you need apparel for anything your favorite sport from a newborn to the oldest fan you know. Clark Street Sports, amazing. Another, another big, you know, round of applause for them. They're very supportive. They're great. We love working with them. And, of course, we're StubHub babies. So we're going to buy tickets, our StubHub lovers. And being an organization with one of the heads of StubHub, it's amazing. Another group. Great supporters. You can follow everyone on Twitter. They all have Facebook pages. Like them. And hopefully you guys get to hang out with us today in the fan chat. Youth Stadium It's going down. 12 noon Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Show your fan spirit. We'll be there giving out scores and laughing and sharing our fan spirit as well. So I'm your and host, if you're, on the Pacific, if you're on the West Coast, that is 10 o'clock your time, so get up. <laughs> That's right. Right now. Get up. So that's it. Our show is done for this week. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm your host, Cass, and you've got Michael, the sound engineer, there. And next week, I have a surprise for you guys from Michael. You probably didn't even know how talented our sound engineer was, but you're going to learn. Oh, shoot. Y'all have a good day. Let's go watch some games, everybody. Have a one.
See ya.